into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And here we are with episode 84. 84. Some more Philosophy Chatter. Episode 84. Wow. Yeah. Getting up there. I know, huh? Um, What is the topic? This is Pet Readings with Samantha. These are always good. Yes, I love these. These are my favorite. Awesome. Well, before we hop into that, anything from last week that you want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about a few things. First of all, we just had Thanksgiving, and so I wanted to wish everybody a happy belated Thanksgiving from the Joneses. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, hopefully everybody had a good one and stayed safe and healthy. Yes. Yeah. And then and now all the rest of the holidays are here, and so... Yeah. yeah, we just have to stay safe and get through these next couple of months, I think. And next year, things will be hopefully back to what, you know, somewhat a normal, new uh, normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to talk about is with the holidays coming up, if you have gift needs, here's a couple gift ideas for you. Gift certificates for a reading from me. That's a great gift idea. There you go. Also, a art from Danny's store because he does art of mostly dead musicians it's beautiful stuff d jones art collection thanks yeah so these are a couple of gift ideas that i wanted to throw out there to people the holidays that's great and something else exciting that i haven't even told you is that i got an email that we are now on pandora yeah wow I didn't even know that we weren't on there, I guess. I guess I figured that that was just one that Buzzsprout added us to. Oh, okay. They add it and mm -hmm. they notify you. Yeah. So I got a notification. And recently, Amazon also started having podcasts. So that's another place that we are now, too. Dang. That happened like a month or so ago, I believe. Um, But yeah, Pandora is new. So if Pandora is your choice of where you you would like to listen, now you can. Mm. You can listen there. Very cool. Yeah. Isn't that? That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's but, all I got. All right. Well, then, episode 84, Eight. Pet Readings with Samantha Jones. <laughs> um, so I had people put their reading requests in our discussion group. Anybody that had living pets, so this is living pets only. I asked specifically for ones where maybe they had a behavioral issue or a health issue or something that I can because what I want to do is show people why I do this work and mm-hmm. how I do it. Okay. Because a lot of times they don't realize that even like that small thing that they, you know, they're like, I don't know why my dog does this mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. This can help that. Sure. It can help people to to fix those little problems or fix those big problems. Right. So that's my goal with um, this episode is to just show a lot of the different types of readings that you can do within the animal communication. Very cool. Um, I talked about this before that this is my favorite thing to do. I'm very, very passionate about animals. My whole goal really with this show and with what I do, I, I love to help the people and the spirits 
but my really my big goal is the animals to help the animals to in any way that I can make their lives better right and um, that that is really my main what I feel my main purpose is right and it's kind of cool because they don't really have a voice here you know that's exactly so. what it is because a lot of people believe that because <clears throat> they can't talk that means that they're not smart or that they don't, they can't verbalize what they want in different ways, Right. Because, but they do, <laughs> you know, they, they are very smart. They can, we're learning now that they can even verbalize with buttons. I've showed you this mm -hmm. where they, they can use buttons. Yeah. That's and, pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, this is, if you haven't heard about this, you should look it up. It's a way to teach your animals how to talk by programming your voice in buttons and they learn what each word means just like a child or like it's like sign language for dogs it's amazing cats yeah. too yeah i've seen people actually i saw a duck that could do it too so it's not just limited to these but, but i've seen anyways. some funny videos of that where the people are yeah. just like why do they do this because the dog's over there going outside 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 yeah outside totally and they get mad sometimes too especially the cats like the, the food 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 so i started with zuma on it and i was like mm, maybe this isn't a good idea because yeah, he's already no. needy enough yeah but it's a really cool idea it is yeah it just shows you it's proof Yes, they are highly intelligent <clears throat> creatures. You know, all animals are different, all different. The species and the breeds, they're all different, but they can all communicate in their own way. Yep. So, so these, again, are all living pet readings today. All right. So let's start with Oliver. <clears throat> this is for Nancy. Um, she says that, Oliver, how is he feeling physically? Any pain that I should be aware of? Is he afraid to jump off the bed or do stairs because of pain or because he can't see? Can you tell us what Oliver is? Uh, he looks like... He's a dog. Oh, he's a dog, okay. yeah. I'm trying to figure out what breed he is, though. He looks... I don't know. Like a... Not a Maltese. He's black, but... Um, yeah, he's cute. Let's see. Okay, so let's talk to Oliver. Okay, well, definitely there's something with the eyes. Immediately. Um... Yeah. Okay. So there's a few things going on. You, and I think you, you already know this. You just needed me to confirm this for you. You hit the nail right on the head is these are the two things that are going on is that his vision is going, um, depth perception is almost non-existent at this point. So like trying to jump off of a bed, he's so worried about how far down is this, even though he's done it a million times. I mean, just kind of imagine if, you know, you lose your depth perception all of a sudden and you're kind of like panicking. Mm -hmm. So you may also notice like what I'm seeing is him pacing, <coughs> um, at like the top of the bed, pacing back and forth and back and forth. Um, that's because he's just too scared to jump off of there. Is there pain? I do feel pain in the back area, like where the tail meets the back and like it goes down the legs. But I don't think that that is on like an everyday basis, but the jumping can set that off. Absolutely. So that is another reason there's, it's just not, you know, he doesn't want to jump at this point is what he's telling me hmm. now with the stairs. That's the, that's the depth perception. Um, cause what I see with that is him like reaching out and trying to feel it. And that's hard cause the, you know, the stairs for dogs, they're a great invention, but when you have a blind dog or a dog that's almost blind, you have to kind of teach him, I guess, how to, how to work with that, you know, yeah. um, maybe get some, some treats and, uh, just put it under his nose and then, you know, like pull it so that he's, you're bringing him down the stairs. 
um, and then he'll, his nose will follow you and that will help him to kind of understand a little bit more the stairs because it's like, even though he may have done that a million times when his vision was better, it's different when the sight is bad. And so he kind of has to learn all over again. But once he re relearns that this way, it'll be much easier. Um, but anything that you have that you, he jumps on and off of, or, you know, the couch or whatever, it would be a good idea to have something there for him. If you want him to get up there when you're not around, well, if he does anyways, just to prevent injury, I would just do that just in case he does want to get up there. Cause yeah, depth, the depth perception is, is not real great. So Poor guy. Um, yeah, physical pain. Other than that, um, I'm drawn to his nose. Um, I don't think that that's pain. I think he's also losing that sense. That's tough when the, the eyes and the nose goes, his ears seem okay though. So that's, he has that, that's good. But so is he older? Yeah, I'm going to say okay. he is older. She didn't say, but yeah, he's he's on the older side. Okay. For sure. Um because I'm thinking that this this vision is like uh, a deterioration, like an age progression type thing. Okay. What is that cataracts, I think? Yeah, with the eyes probably. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, as you get older, my ad eye doctor said everybody gets it. Right. So it's just like progressive. It, the type of dog gets. is he mid-size? Smaller. Smaller. Mm -hmm. I guess depending like on what. Like a poodle, like a miniature poodle almost, but longer okay. hair. I, I'm having a hard time thinking of what breed this is, but yeah, smaller dog. So jumping off of something that's high, you know, when you're that size dog and you're older is hard enough, even if you have your vision. Right. Like I noticed with our lab, even I'm like, <laughs> oh, soon he's gonna need something. It takes him a minute to, to a little get up on the bed, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that would definitely be some good tips there. I hope for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you, Oliver. Thanks, Ollie. This one is for Shannon. <clears throat> she said, this is Gizmo. We adopted him this February. He's 16 years old and he is just the sweetest. First of all, thank you for adopting an old dog. Mm. That gets me every time. That's that's just most people will just walk right by and these dogs just need a home to live out the rest of their life. So anyways, I not know. preaching. Um, OK, I am curious if he has dementia. He often wanders around, stares into space and seems to try to tell us things. But we aren't always sure what he wants. I should probably mention this pic was taken yesterday after he had a skin tumor removed from his eyelid. You'll most likely pick up on that. So I thought I should mention. OK. So let's talk to Gizmo. Can see I see him? him? Yes. He's a Lhasa Opsoid, okay. I believe. I'm not good with my smaller breeds. Like, I know the larger breeds I'm good with. But... That looks similar to a Shih Tzu, kind of. Yes, that could be. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that, that same kind of... Yep. So, okay. Let's talk to Gizmo. Oh, <clears throat> okay. There is confusion here, yes. Is it doggy dementia? No, I don't think it is. I, I know what you're talking about because I have seen this. Um, most of the time, those dogs become aggressive. And I don't, I don't feel that with this one. Um, although I did pick up something. I don't know how much you know about his previous life, Shannon, but I did pick up that he did bite somebody 
once upon a time. So if you know anything about that, about his previous life, um, it looks like it was a child. And I don't want to say the child deserved it because they didn't, but it it was provoked. I can see that it was very much provoked. Um, so he's showing me that, I believe, to say this is the only time that I've done something like that and I'm not going to do that is right. what I'm feeling from this. Yeah. Um, the confusion, I believe, comes more from his age and what has happened to him why he is in a new situation at 16 years old because he didn't see his life going that way. What I'm feeling is there was some kind of shift for him either. I want to say that somebody died. It was somebody's dog and they died or it was a divorce, but there was something that separated that they, this dog could not be kept anymore. And nobody really told the dog what happened and why it was just why he was removed from his home so abruptly. He didn't understand. This is, we don't, we forget about this mm-hmm. is that they don't understand. And so, you know, the animal goes to a shelter or <laughs> wherever it ends up and they're nervous and they're not themselves. And right. so a lot of times they need some time to decompress and then you start right. to see the real animal come out, the real personality. Um, yeah, because just because they don't have a voice doesn't mean they're blank thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And feelings, they're... Yeah. They have them. Um, he has settled in nicely, I do feel. Um, he's not... He's not showing me, like, that he's uncomfortable. Um, he wanders around, I think, mostly because he doesn't really know what to do with himself. Uh, it's not dementia. It's not that he's... A lot of people, too, sometimes think that it's spirits. It's not spirits. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. It's like a nervous habit. And the staring off into space, I think we all do that and forget that animals can still do that, even though that, you know, they may right. not think on the level we do. Right. They can get themselves enthralled in things as well. Um, I can see the behavior that you're talking about. So I understand it does look weird. It looks like, like if you just stopped in the middle of the room and just stood there and like looked around, Right. but it is an older dog and you know, he's not showing me that there's anything necessarily wrong with him. He's just, just a little slow, just a little bit. Like I could see an older person, even without mm-hmm. dementia doing that, just, yeah. you know, getting tra- in a trance or whatever, but nothing that I would really be concerned about on, on that point. Um, seems like actually for 16 years old, he seems like a relatively healthy dog. Um, I like the sweater. I think that that's perfect for him for the winter time. He likes that too. Um, so you're doing a great job with him. And again, thank you for adopting, a, an older dog and for the responsibility that you've taken on because you've already had, like you said, the skin t- tumor removed and, and stuff like that. Um, so thank you. Appreciate that. He does too. Okay. Very nice. Sometimes they get me. Earlier I brought my tissues in here and I said I may not need them because living animals don't always get me like the past ones do, but I lied. (laughs) And I said that too. I'm like, yeah, but I'm making that up too. Okay. This is for Sherry. We talk about Sherry a lot. All right. Hi, Sherry. Hello, Sherry. This is Harley. I don't... I think I talked to Harley a long time ago, but I'm not really sure. Something that, if you guys don't know this, is that I 
don't really remember my readings. Sometimes I'll remember details about the animal or about the person or like I'll recognize the picture and say, okay, I, I, I did this reading before, but usually things, I don't remember details. And I'm thankful for that because can you imagine what kind of storage that would take up in my brain? Oh, it would be a lot. Yeah, because I do a lot of readings. So that, yeah. <clears throat> so I do remember that there was at some point that I read Harley, but I have no idea what it was for what the dog is like. So it's like starting fresh for me, which I appreciate. Uh, okay. So what is making him itchy? He's been seen by a vet and diagnosed with allergies, but would like to know what's causing it. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So this is where I use my psychic ability. I don't use my my animal communication as much because I have, the dog doesn't know necessarily what they're allergic to. They know maybe what they, like they could say, well, I ate this and it made me not feel good. But like, if you're using something, a product or something, they're not going to know that they're allergic to it. Mm -hmm. Just like you may not accept process of elimination. So that's where my psychic abilities come in. And what I see with this is a sprinkle um, I'm not sure if it's a carpet freshener, a, a flea powder, um, it could be a laundry detergent, but there is something that's sprinkly like sand or, you know, something like that, Powdery. like a consistency like that, like a powder, uh-huh, that I'm picking up on as a major source. Um, but I don't think that's the only source, but I think that that is a part of the problem. Um, I'm also seeing baths, and so I'm not really sure if if Harley is telling me that he needs baths or there's something when you give him a bath. Hold on. Okay, this might be about the type of soap that you're using. So let's talk about that um, after you listen to this message me, and let's talk about what kind of soap you're using when you bathe Harley because that could also be an issue. Sometimes we get soaps that we, you know, they're specially made for allergies, mm -hmm. but they're doing more damage. Right. One thing that I've learned is that <clears throat> one of the best soaps that you can use for allergies on do on dogs, believe it or not, is Dawn soap. I had a dog yeah. th that was, um, we don't know if she was like bit by a black widow or scorpion or something, but her face blew up. And so we took her to the vet and they said that they gave her Benadryl and steroids and said, when you get home, give her a bath with Dawn soap. And it really did help. It calmed everything down. So I use that most of the time on our dogs and it seems to have a great effect with their itching, yeah. at least for a few days. You know, it's hard. You got to stay up on it because, you know, if they go outside and they lay in the dirt, that it could be dirt. That's, mm -hmm. it could just straight be dirt that, that she's maybe lay, yep, laying in. That could be another one actually. Um, cause our dogs do that. Zuma does that. He goes outside and lays in the little amount of dirt that we have and then gets himself all itchy. So that look into that too, if there's outside area that he's laying in. Um, and like what I do is when sometimes I try, I don't do this all the time, obviously, but I'll wipe him down with baby wipes to try and do that. Like maybe once every couple of days, I should do it more often, but mm -hmm. that helps too. If they are outside in the dirt. Um, Okay. So, yeah, so that's what I think um, your main problems are with Harley. So message me and we'll talk about the shampoos and stuff. Cool. Yay, Harley. 
Yay, Harley. He's a cutie pie. Let me Did see. Show you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a very He's focused uh, working dog. I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah, Harley likes to have a job. And Harley says that one of his jobs is chasing things like squirrels and other things <laughs> invading his space. <laughs> I get it. He's keeping his yard safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's his job. Yeah, he's cute. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. Ugh. Okay, this is for Juliet. She says, this is Bear. I would like to know if his recent neediness is how he's coping with us losing my dad a few months ago. And Bear is an Australian shepherd. He's a cutie pie. Very cool dog. Yeah. He reminds me of this dog Apache that I used to walk every day. Yeah, he does. Kind yeah. Apache recently passed, too. Aw. Rest in peace, Apache. Okay, so Bear. Okay. This is not so much about your dad as it is about you. This dog is very, 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 very in tune with you, with your needs. These are working dogs. And a lot of people don't realize that when they get um, an Australian Shepherd or a Border Collie or something, that these dogs are very, they're intense. They focus. And if they don't have something to focus their energy on, it can come out as anxiety um, I've seen it come out as aggression. I don't think that's the problem with this dog at all. But with Apache, actually, that yeah. he was aggressive. Right. He was on Prozac um, because of his aggression, because he didn't have what he needed in his life, which was to be active a lot. Um, and so for Bear, what you're seeing is anxiety, but it's not caused by the passing of your dad. I'm not saying that you're the problem, because I know Juliet. I've, I've talked to her. I've done many readings for her. And she's a very upbeat and happy person. Um, but when you get sad, he's definitely in tune with you. When you get anxious, he's in tune with you. When you start feeling that grief, he's not necessarily grieving for your dad because he sees your dad. He's right there. He sees your dad. He knows that he's there. It was confusing for him at first of, okay, well why is this different form, right. but he understands now. And so you might see him staring off. Um, usually like what I'm seeing is he, him staring off behind you. Like it looks like he's looking through you almost. Um, so that's a good way to know if, you know, your dad's around too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this is more about your energy. And I think, You spend a lot of time with this dog, but I think that if there's <clears throat> something that you could do to give him something, something different to do, not super familiar with these breeds and like all breeds have things that you can do maybe differently to help stimulate their mind because they like different things. I've been seeing these egg shaped ball it's like a ball but it's more shaped like an egg that especially herding dogs like to push around um it, it because that's what they try to do they try to go for the ankles you know right. um so these balls it helps them to do that they can push them around kind of like they would sheep or whatever they were going to herd right. so i'm seeing that for you julia and so message is that an me, australian shepherd yes okay so message me and um 
we will talk about that because I think that would be a good thing for him. Something to take his mind off of whatever it is that he's focusing on, which is sometimes just that he's too intense on you. Um, and something to, to wear him out. This will also wear him out emotionally and physically. So, um, I can't remember what they're called. I'm glad I, but I saw it the other day. I'm glad I did. But the, like I said, it's shaped like an egg and they push it around. It's really cool. Hmm. So, anyways, that is bear. Yeah, those are very active breeds. They're kind of like what yeah. uh, Tim and Tear have the... the corgis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even though they're not as short, but yeah, yeah, they have this. Um, they're bred for herding, and so a dog that's bred for that—that's what it wants to do. And they nip a lot at people's ankles. I had a border collie that I took care of for a while that chased me out of the house every time I left because she didn't want me to leave. But and the owner told me that she did it even with her and they go for the ankles. So it's like, you got to get out the house before a dog gets your ankles. Wow. Yeah. But they're really, really (laughs) intelligent. These working dogs, these herding dogs, they, but they really need something to do to focus their energy on. And I think that that's a part of the issue with bears. He just needs something different. Some, he's just bored. He needs something else to do. Right. You know, so, um, Yeah. Thanks, Bear. Thank you, Bear. Okay, who's next? This is a kitty. This is Sheba, and this is for Chris. And Chris says, she Sheba, she loves to eat stuff that she's not supposed to, like broom bristles. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Um, and she's been throwing up a lot more in the past few months. I've changed her diet to science diet for urinary issues. She has crystals and it helped for a while and now she's back at it. Okay. It's really funny, Chris, because like, I don't read these before now because I don't want to know anything. I don't want my human brain to interact with this. I just want my psychic brain. Does that make sense? Sure. And if I read it beforehand, then my human brain interacts. So, but when I saw the picture of the cat, um, She's just like the perfect fit for you. This is like your cat and spirit or your, you know what I mean? Your spirit animal here. Right. I don't, it's so funny. There's just this like pull, like, okay, if there was any cat that's meant for Chris, it's this cat. So (laughs) maybe that'll make sense to you. But that was immediately what I thought. That's cool. But let's talk to Sheba um, and see what is going on there. And I would sit on my tree too. Oh, where did they Okay. That's a very interesting answer to I said why bristles and she said that it feels good. And I'm trying to figure out how broom bristles can feel good, especially when you're eating them. Is she actually ingesting them? That's what it sounds like. Or just like the feeling of it in her mouth. It says eat stuff that she's not supposed to. I'm not seeing these as being being swallowed maybe they are but i'm not seeing that okay this might be with the gums because i feel like it's like a stimulation thing that Mm. there's something here that the reason that she eats stuff i don't think that that's as much associated with the stomach as you may think it is i think it's also associated with the teeth 
the exercise of the jaw, the way it makes her teeth feel. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. She eats other things as well. Um, it, I do feel that those things are also some form of like jaw exercise. It helps the teeth. It helps the jaw. Um, but there's only certain things I think that she, that she actually ingests. And I don't think it's much of it is what, what's what she's telling me. I don't think that her stomach issues are related to what she's eating for the most part. I think that she has a very sensitive stomach, which is another reason why she's eating things because she's also looking for something to help her stomach. Hmm. Um, they like grass. Gra yeah. If if you, I don't know if you live in an apartment uh, or a house, if you don't have access to grass or she doesn't go outside and have access, buy her some of that stuff. They have it at PetSmart. It's like grass and I don't, it's just a little patch of grass in a, <laughs> in a container That's cool. for cats to eat. It's nice. cat grass and it helps their stomach. It helps their digestion. Um, let's see. That I think will help as far as you have a, a, you have a couple issues here because you have the urinary issues and with the ur urinary issues, there are very specific, um, food requirements to help those crystals. And I'm not sure what those are. So I don't want to recommend any foods, but try to stay away from anything that might be rich, um, or very oily. I'm feeling like if you can rub the oil on the food, like take it and put it in your fingers. And if it feels oily, then that's too rich for her. Um, I'm feeling like wet food would be better I don't know if you're doing wet or dry, but wet food would be helpful that, but the problem there then is we don't have the chewing with the teeth. So there's a whole, see how there's like a whole big like right. circle of things that you have to deal with here. And it's yeah. finding what the, the dietary <clears throat> solution is that's going to keep the urinary system, the teeth and the stomach happy. And that is not an easy solution. Right. Um, I want to brainstorm on this more. Um, but please know that I have told Sheba that this eating of things is concerning, that you don't want her to ingest the wrong things, that ingesting no. the wrong thing could make her very, very, very sick. Yeah. Um, we don't, like I just saw rubber bands. We don't want rubber bands eaten. No. Um, nothing like that. So um, though that's where cats can be difficult too. Sometimes you got to keep things away from them, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like that extra step in keeping things clean and organized because they do get into stuff. But, yeah. um, again, I'll brainstorm on this, but <clears throat> I've talked to her. Hopefully you'll see a difference. There are a lot of times once they realize that this is not healthy for them, they stop. Um, some ways, other ways you might be able to help is, I don't know if they have like chew toys for cats, but maybe look into it. Greenies or something. I think they do. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. They, but They put little catnip in them and yeah. I think they... Well, some of them have catnip in them, but they chew that and that yeah. gets them frisky. Frisky, yeah. This cat seems frisky to me. As She's is. cute. She's cute. She's very... Personality. It has a lot of personality. I could see it, not, mm. it looked like she was posing in mm -hmm. the picture. A lot of personality. Yeah. Very By the way, much. sorry for the heavy breathing. It's not me falling asleep oh. at the bike. We have snoring dogs laying right here. I totally didn't even notice because <laughs> I was so in tune with this. Sounds and, like Darth Vader behind yeah. you. Because he's right, he was right next to me, so yeah. it's like, 
Oh, sue me. He just got a new bed that he loves very much, by the way. If anybody has dog that gets cold easily or has anxiety issues, they make these cuddler beds, and they're round and soft, and both of the dogs absolutely love this bed. Mm-hmm. He can put his nose inside of it to keep yep. it warm, so highly recommend that. So, okay, was I finished with Chris? I think so, right? So, um, yeah, so another one. If if I don't reach out to you guys, please reach out to me. The ones that I said let's talk after, which I think so far has been everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, reach out to me because I forget sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next. 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 This is a dachshund. I had dachshunds growing up. They're, They're cute. so cute. They have a lot of personality. <clears throat> this one's feisty. Okay. Um, this is for Kate. The dog's name is Brome, I believe. B-R-O-M. Brome. Brome Bones is his full name. <laughs> uh, he's a rescue that we have had for a year and a half. Over a year and a half. We have a regimented schedule, but Brom still messes in the house if we are gone. So we have him in a crate while we are at work, which breaks our heart. It's like he's an impulsive toddler and does things on impulse. Is there anything we can do? Hmm. All right, let's talk to him. He's the so whole cute. potty training issue. He's so cute. Look at him. Oh, yeah. I love they their turn their legs. feet out. Yeah. He's like, turns his feet out. He's so cute. All right, let's see. Mm, he's a happy dog. He's much happier with you than he was where he was before. He gets much more attention. I feel like with you, he's um, he's not just a dog. He's a child. And he where he was before, he was treated like a dog. And now he's not... He's spoiled, it he's sounds spoiled. like. Yep. <laughs> he loves it. He hates his collar. I'd have to point out these things that they give me so people know he hates his collar. He hates the sound that it makes. He hates the way it feels on his neck. He hates it. Oh. Um, if there's a way to maybe make it lighter, I I can see that they're... Okay. Part of the problem is he has very sensitive ears. Mm. And these two tags are clanking together. Um, we have this problem. You just get the little rubber... Yes, exactly. This is another case Covers of if you can't outside. find it, message me and I'll help you. <clears throat> but they make them in the shape of like she has a tag that's a bone mm-hmm. and a tag that's a bell. And they do make them in those shapes. And what it is, is it's like uh, it goes along the outside. It's clear almost. Yeah, yeah like a clear plastic, but it makes it so that they don't bang together. Yeah. Uh, I think Sequoia had that on hers and it, it helped so much. Because they do, they can't stand the sound. And I know some people like it because it tells them where the dog is or where the cat is. I hear this from cats a lot. They hate bells because they can't get away from it. No. For you, the cat might be on the other side of the house and you're like, oh, where's the kitty? And you hear jinka, jinka, jinka. From the other side of the house, that cat's hearing it in its ears all the time. Yeah, it's not cool. No. We did that. We put on our cats for a little while, bells. Right. And it was, we had to take them off because one of the cats was just like, I'm not even moving because I hate it so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I would suggest that. I know that doesn't answer your question, but that is the first thing that I got from him and I felt that was important to pass along. So let's answer your question now about 
The being, he says, I do not have a problem. <laughs> no, you do, though. <laughs> okay. Um, my suggestion... I'm not going to be able to fix this problem through this reading. And I'll tell you why. Because this is a long-term problem that he doesn't recognize. Um, it's like having a child that has a problem that won't accept the problem. And so you have to get him some kind of help yeah. to solve the problem. If you can't get him help to solve the problem, you have to find alternative ways to solve the problem. And one of these that I'm seeing is piddle pads, wee-wee pads, indoor grass pads, something that will make it easier for him because somehow he's not connecting that he... That's when, an outdoor activity. Uh-huh. Right. That when... What's he supposed to do when you're not around? Because you're the one that lets him out. So if you're not around and he can't let himself out, then he's just going to let let it go. And these right. smaller dogs, you, you see these right. a lot. They're really, really hard to potty train a lot of the times. So... Yeah, it kind of sounds like... I mean, I kind of get his point when he's saying, I don't have a problem. I think they have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I get it too. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, so... Your problem could be solved probably with a trainer. I mean, I'm not a dog trainer, um, but I can tell you that me even talking to this dog every day and telling him not to do it probably wouldn't change the behavior. That's just not, he's just not going to listen to me or to you. Um, but the training would make him see, the, understand. Yeah. The dog trainers, they work with the dog and with the owner to fix the problem. How right. they would do that with this dog, I'm not really sure because that's not my area. Right. Um, but that is a possibility. Like I said, the other possibility is just doing something so that, you know, like the piddle pads or the, the patch of grass, um, these types of things so that he can relieve himself when you're gone. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this is the only issue. I think that there's other things that he does that might be considered minorly destructive. Um, and that I will tell him to stop it. Stop eating things or whatever it is he's doing. I see scratching. Oh, he might be scratched. Just might be scratching at the crate to get out. But I also see him scratching at carpet. Um, the scratching at the crate to get out is just because he doesn't want to be in there. So hopefully, what I'm telling him is if we can find a solution to this problem, you don't have to be in the crate all the time right. when they're gone. And then, you know, you have a better quality of life. So maybe we can find a solution to this problem that's kind of a compromise. The piddle pads maybe mm -hmm. are the compromise. So so anyways, that's what he has to tell me and my suggestions I mean, Maybe even he could it. just be confined to a certain area while they were gone, like via baby gate you, yeah. with those pads in that area. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. Even just starting him off like that, like on if you have an area that has linoleum or in a bathroom, even. Mm -hmm. um, Kitchen. Uh-huh. Anything like that, that would be possible, too. Just baby steps. But I think he's going to understand more now why he's in the crate. Because he didn't really before. Because, like he said, he doesn't see this as a problem. So now he <laughs> understands a little bit more. Oh, this is why I'm in the crate. So hopefully you will see some things there. But... Um, the potty training is, I, unfortunately, I don't know that he's ever going to 100% get it maybe with a trainer, but another solution is better. So yeah. Okay. Great. Good job. Thank you. Okay. How much time we got left? About 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Okay. Good. 
All right. So the next one is a duck. All right. I love ducks. I I get to talk to him every once in a while, but I've always wanted a duck. And this duck is white, and I've always wanted a white duck for some reason. So we'll have a white duck one day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so this is from Patricia. She says, this is my pride and joy, white duck. And (laughs) she is now 12 years, three months old, double the age of most ducks. I want to make sure she has a good quality of life and if there is anything different she wants, like certain foods or a bigger pool. Okay, let's talk to White Duck. (laughs) (laughs) This duck has an attitude. It's adorable, but he's got an attitude. He's like, now she asks me? At 12 years old, now she asks me if there's anything she could do for me. It's not a put down. It's just him showing his personality. And that's just so cute. (laughs) That's too cute. So I explained to him, well, yeah, because maybe she didn't know an animal communicator 12 years ago or even a year ago, you know. Um, He likes quiet. That is his... His biggest request is that for whatever... Everybody be Everybody <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, me at his age and human years. That's yeah. funny. Mm. Okay. So, let's see. So, he, yeah, he likes the quiet. It's not that it's loud. It's just that when it is loud, it annoys him. And so that's the first thing he pointed out. Um, kids. I don't think it's kids. I think hmm. it's just commotion uh, stuff, you know, environmental around him. Nothing that can really be controlled, like right. like gardener type stuff, you know. I mean, just the normal. Yeah, you, ha- you have to go about your life, white it's, duck. Yeah, you're living in the burbs, man. There's no <laughs> way of getting around that. I don't think that this this duck lives in the burbs, but. I think that where he does live, there's still things that have to go right. on, and he's like, Mm-mm-mm. right? No, that airplane still has to fly <laughs> overhead. Sorry, he is so cute. He's got such an attitude. He keeps showing me ducking his head in the water, like um, in his little pool, ducking his head and sticking his butt up in the air and wagging his tail. I love it when ducks do that. So he's <laughs> probably doing that. See, he's cute. Um, he likes a food that he's not supposed to have. Something that belongs to another animal that you have. I, I want to say it's hay. Ducks shouldn't eat hay, right? I don't know. I don't know. What Something, they... maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. But there is there is a food that he he's like, can I have this? And like, no, you can't have that because that's not duck food. And you know that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if I can't have that, then... I'm fine with what I already have. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> wow. That's quite a personality for a duck. Yeah. This is where I wish like I could project onto a screen like what I'm seeing and feeling because you never really will understand why this is so funny to me and how his personality is if you're not in my head or talking to him <laughs> yourself. But he definitely has a big personality for such a little creature. They're very interesting. They think they come off to me as having a lot of personality. He, yeah, I I see him standing up like with his wings out too. Like this is my pool, um, protecting his territory. He definitely likes to protect his territory. 
Um, he has a great quality of life. I don't think that there's anything that he's missing. Um, I don't necessarily think he needs a bigger pool. It's not, he doesn't really know that he could have a bigger pool. I mean, he does now because I asked him, but it wasn't something that he needed. If you want to get him a bigger one, he's not going to turn it down. Um, but he doesn't necessarily need it. Snores B yeah, over here. Hey, Who we're working it? over here, man. <laughs> it's uh, the perfect episode, though. He's like union break. Yeah, he is. He's just not. He's relentless. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what we deal with every night. Yes, it is. That's a great Dane for you. Okay, so let's see. What else can I tell you about White Duck? He understands how old he is and that he has lived a lot longer than what he was expected to live. And for him, it's not, it's, it's almost a challenge. So like if you have a dog and you, you're always telling the dog, wow, this is an old dog. This is an old dog, you know, or they're supposed to do this. A lot of the times those dogs will take that in subconsciously. Instead, like this duck, what this duck is doing is like, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. I'm going to show you that I'm not that old. I'm not going to be the old duck. It's very interesting. He's got a very interesting personality. Determination. Very determined. So I wouldn't be surprised if he lives quite a bit longer. I don't sense any serious health issues. Um, There's something inside I feel that might be a little swollen or enlarged, but um, could be the liver I don't know duck's anatomy real well, but nothing that is of concern at this point, I don't think. He's like, if y'all just could keep it down, (laughs) I'll live a lot longer. No raging parties? No, I know that she's not having (laughs) raging parties. Um, You know, I, I don't, I've done readings for Patricia and we talk every once in a while and I know she has a lot of animals. So I assume that this is kind of like, like a farm or like, you know, small type. Um, She has horses and stuff. So he does have a lot of other animals around him. And, you know, sometimes the horses make noise and, you know, dogs make noise. Well, yeah, you're not living in the burbs. You're living on a farm. Right, exactly. Sounds like you're the spoiled one. Right, exactly. He's he's kind of a loner. He's the introvert. I think that um, he relates to Patricia a lot. So he's very, very, I want to say sweet duck. And he's like, no, mm -mm." (laughs) he is sweet. He's just sweet in his own way. Yeah. I see him. I see him charging a fence line. Maybe it's opening the door. Ducks do this thing where they put their bill down. Have you ever seen it? And they run, they charge with Mm -hmm. their, that's what I see him doing is this charging to the door. Like, get out of here. So he's got a job. He likes his job. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, he's funny, 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 funny. Okay. He wants to be known as the protector. It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like it. And he's very introverted. (laughs) Uh, I think that's a part of it, too. It's like, no, go away. This is mine. But, oh, my gosh, what a personality. Thank you for letting me talk to him. This is why I like to talk to different kinds of animals, because they have such a different, uh, like, outlook, personality, you know. So, okay, let's see. What else do I have? Um, I have one more. And this one is from... um, Chelsea Tate Mandler, um, because we have a couple of Chelsea, so I just tell you it's that one. Cool. Um, I already kind of did this on the page just because I wasn't really sure where this was going to go, and I didn't want her to have to wait until Sunday 
I still don't want her to have to wait till Sunday. So I did this on the page, but I want to talk about it here. All right. Um, she said, we're considering putting Puff down tomorrow. He has trouble walking, moans, cannot poop without pain, and literally starving to death. I am sad. He's 16 years old. What is he? He's a kitty cat. Kitty cat. Oh, cute chills. Yeah. So I wanted you to know before this aired, which is why I told you, Chelsea, that he is ready. Um, I have a feeling this has um, already happened. He's already been put down, I believe. Um, or they're in the process, like, getting ready to, because his his spirit feels like that to me. Hmm. There's, like, this this place that they go to, like, we've talked about when when like somebody's going to die like in a car accident or something. And there's that split moment of removing yourself from your body, removing your soul from your body before the impact, before mm-hmm. the pain. Mm-hmm. And that kind of starts this, this feeling for me, I'm going to say it starts around there where the, the animal, the person realizes that they're dying, they've accepted it and they've left their body already. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be right before it can be, hours before it can be days before Mm -hmm. they could i believe they could even come and go like when you have somebody like like an elderly person that's Mm -hmm. getting ready to pass i think they come and go right so with this cat i feel like we are in that transition period already whether he's you know already passed we're in this area so it kind of turns into you know a uh past pet reading but let's I just want to check in with him and see how he's feeling okay yeah I think he's already passed because he his, he feels better his soul feels better to me last night when I talked to him he was showing me the moaning he was showing me the excruciating pain and I don't feel that right now I don't I don't feel like that's the same cat that I talked to last night hmm. so we're in this process I believe um, he had a lot of issues a lot of issues so the fact that he lived 16 years is really impressive yeah that's a long time yeah it really is like it, cats I think you know the, the oldest that I hear very rarely is 20 so when yeah. you have a cat that's 16 you know you're you're getting up there for sure sure for sure um absolutely ready to pass that was not that not even a doubt in my mind he's showing me playing with friends and chasing butterflies so i am definitely voting on the fact that he's already passed so i'm very sorry for your loss chelsea Um, yeah that sucks but you made the right decision you definitely made the right decision because um yeah you know so. They're like our babies. It's hard to let go, but absolutely, and they have a way different understanding and, and, and connection through their whole life about what the other side is. So they don't yeah. they don't fear it out of question. They don't. They're here for a different reason than we are. Um, <laughs> you know, I haven't completely figured it out yet, um, but a lot of the reason is to teach us lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, so. 
there's just a cycle here. You know what I mean? And and we hate to face this cycle and it sucks that it's shorter with animals. You know, we have a great Dane and one of the things that people ask us and especially before we got one was but they don't live very long. How are you, you going to deal with that if they you know he doesn't right. live long? Right. Well, dogs, cats, they none of them really live as long as we would like them to. Or as us, so. Right. There's reasons for that, important mm-hmm. reasons for that. But whether that time that we have with them is two years or 20 years, it's enough for them to leave the impression that they're supposed to leave mm-hmm. on us. Um, it's hard for us to remember that. I had a, um, a dog that died at six years old, and it was traumatizing because that yeah. was way too young for me. Yeah. My first ferret that I ever had, they don't live long at all, ferrets. She died at three years old from cancer. Mm. It, so... There's, but there's things that I learned from all of them, whether they lived three years or like my oldest that was, how old was Sequoia? Like almost 12 when she died. Right. Um, we learned them. We yeah. learned something from all of them right. and, and their souls come back to us. So when it's time for them to go as hard as it is, it, it is the way it's supposed to be. Right. And that's why, like... You know, people will say, too, oh, it's so hard to lose an animal, so I don't even want to have that kind of pain in my life, so I don't get one. Mm-hmm. And that's, I understand that, because I've been in that level of pain before. Yeah. But with everything that they give to us in the time that they're here and it's everything invaluable. that they teach us, it is. It yeah. is. So, But it's and, true. I think you made a great point, is that they are here for a reason. Um, and there's a reason that they live, they're domesticated with us. It's not like, yeah, you know, elephants and, and these other animals that also, you know, have souls and, and very strong energy. Yeah. But there's a reason that they're out there in the wild doing their thing, yes. or they should be. And these are meant to be domesticated with us because of what we actually can learn. Absolutely. Yeah, and we can. You can learn a lot. You can learn unconditional love from an animal. But about yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? You learn a lot about yourself by caring for someone else. Absolutely. Or something else. That's why they do that, like, prisoners, what do they call that? The Where they take the dogs to the, the jails and the prisoners train them? Mm-hmm. Prisoners on parole. There's a show with the pit bulls that they do this. They take the pit bulls to the, to the prison. Oh, pit bulls and parolees. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, but they, they, it teaches, I think those, the people that have had hardened lives, when you have an animal that's compassionate to you, no matter what you're going through, it teaches you a different level of compassion. So there, this is a great program, I think for anybody, you know, cause they, they do, they, they teach us so, so, so much. Yeah. We don't even realize it. Yep. So what we have to do for them (laughs) is give them the life that they're supposed to have. And sometimes we can't do that. And so I like to remind people, I don't know why I always have this feeling to remind people on the sh- when we do these animal shows. If you can't take care of the animal properly, find somebody that can, because that could be a part of your lesson. Right. Um, I have, I've had to give animals away. I had birds that I had to give away. Sometimes your life situation just doesn't fit fit with certain things and that's okay and people are shamed for that you know but there's always the situation that has those exceptions to everything that this is better for the animal and if it's Mm. better for the animal then it doesn't matter what people think you gotta you know 
Um, so, yeah, don't feel guilt with that. That's always pointed out to me. Have you noticed that? Every animal episode, I'm told to remind people that they can rehome. It's okay. Yeah. I think that's make maybe that effort at least first yeah. before you have to put them in a shelter. But you know, if you can make that effort, I think outside of of these animals coming here, you know, in their energy and animal form, to teach us these lessons and to work with us and help us, and they're helping themselves too. But they come in this life at such a greater disadvantage than we do as humans because they don't have the ability to voice right. all these things like we talked about today. Right. Um, so they're taking a huge gamble, a huge roll of the dice when they say, okay, I'm going to go into a body, you know, and live a life as an, an animal. Right. <clears throat> they take a way more of a gamble coming into this world, not knowing what their situation is going to be. Yeah. Only hoping they find a home with people that love them and care for them. Yep. Well, something to remember, too, um, is that sometimes people have something that they've asked for, okay? So let me explain this. I want a Great Dane, another Great Dane. I want a female, mm -hmm. but I don't want a puppy. In order for me to not have a puppy, somebody else has to raise that dog. Mm -hmm. Somebody else has to have a situation where they say, we can't keep this dog anymore yeah. for that dog to come to me. I look at the bird that I gave away as that too, that they didn't want a young bird or whatever their situation was. This was the perfect bird for them. This is the way that things work. So when we say um, adopt, don't shop. This is another reason why they say that because yeah. that dog that you're looking for or cat or bird or whatever it is could be at the shelter waiting for you mm -hmm. because a lot of times maybe that's what we, not necessarily what we want, but what we need. Right. Maybe we don't need a puppy or a kitten right now. Maybe we need <laughs> yeah. an older animal or, yeah. you know, but we don't always want to listen to what our needs are. We think, you know, oh, a puppy is so cute. But I can tell you after Zuma, I don't really want another puppy again. There's so much work. Yeah. You know? He was a lot. So everybody has their own needs. And in order for, for my need to be fulfilled for the animal that I'm looking for, somebody else has to let that animal go mm -hmm. so that she can come into my life. Yeah. So these are different ways to look at things. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's not black and white. It's not, you know, animals are not, they're, I don't know. Their lives. We have to treat them as such. We have to Absolutely. give them the opportunity. If we can't properly take care of them, we should find somebody else that can. Right. If we want to, you know, have an animal in our lives, then right. we have to take care of it properly. Right. The best food we I can afford. I think the biggest misconception healthcare. is that these are animals are standing there with no thoughts and no feelings, <laughs> and they're here to serve us. Right. No. Mm, I think we need to reevaluate that. You know, yeah. if that is the stigma. Because yes. I, I think there was a point in my life where I kind of viewed them as that, you know? I think a lot of people do. And then all of a sudden, when you really realize, when you communicate, when you can communicate with one, and you can read them, and you can feel them, it's different. Right. Then you realize, no, they're just as much, um, you know, alive and well and, and intuitive and thinking as much as I am and you are. Yep. They just can't express it through their voice. 
And they go through the same kind of life stages that we go through, except they go through it a lot faster. It drives me crazy when people get a puppy and they just expect the puppy to know what to do and how to act. You know, it's not going to work like that. Just like an infant can't take care of itself. It can't change its own diaper. You need to train this dog to go outside to use the bathroom. Cats are instinctively better at that kind of thing. Luckily, they're pretty good about knowing how to use the litter box. But yeah. But dogs don't understand using a dog door or asking to go out. They have to be trained to do this. They don't understand that destroying something is, you know, that's not playtime. You're not supposed to destroy that bed. They have to be taught all of these things just like humans. And as they get older, their emotional needs change and they become smarter and they they can communicate better with us through their signals or whatever. Yeah. Just like us, they have the life stages and, and, um... They deserve to be respected as as a li- a living being, I not agree. just as something that's put here to give us um, attention or to work for us. Because you know what, these a lot of these dogs, especially dogs, they they want to work. They maybe are here partially to work, um, but they still need the other things. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be thrown outside and forgotten about in somebody's backyard. They still want the companionship and the attention. And those are the things that we should give them. Yep. I agree. So there we go. Good job. Very good. Thank you. Thanks to all our pet friends for chiming in. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listeners for posting. Yeah. For letting me read your animals for you. And I'm very passionate about it. And so as you can tell, um, sometimes I get, I get deep into it. Um, but anybody that I, that I said, message me or whatever, please do so that I can give you the information that I said I was going to give you. And I also hope that by listening to this show, that people that may have similar issues can kind of take some things, you know, if, if you have a dog that's peeing in the house, maybe take that from the one of trying something different, like the piddle pads or the indoor grass patches or, or something. So I'm hoping that other people will get stuff from these readings too, And that you'll also see how I do my readings and how I might be able to help you. Because that is what I'm here for. Cool. Yay. Well, very good. Well, on that note then, before we say goodbye, would you like to share how people can get in touch with you? Yes. Uh, So my website is samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can uh, email me from there and find out all my information. Or you can also, if you want to email the show or me directly, you can get us at spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. Very good, very good. Yes. All right. And for me, uh, for my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Facebook and Instagram, and for the music, gypsybrown.com for the web, and at gypsybrownmusic for Instagram, and at gypsybrownband for Facebook. Yay. Yay, yay. Tomorrow we start recording on some more drums. Yeah. So finish this round. Moving along. Yep. That's all I got. Yep. Well, yay. Well, we hope everybody had a uh, got something out of this. That we Sorry do. about the snoring beasts <laughs> in the background. Yeah, this show was from all of us today because yeah. the, these two were involved as well with their snoring. So absolutely sorry. But uh, I got something out of it. Yeah, that was good. cool. I always like to listen to you do that. Good. Uh, well, we hope everybody has a great week. Yeah, Until next week, peace and love.